Hey, PYHT listeners, Cameron here. I'm really sorry because I'm at the airport, so if you can hear a thousand people talking, that's why. I am very excited because this coming Monday... June 11th, you can watch this new hour of stand-up that I have spent the last oh, six months working on. It's about sexual assault from the perspective of a survivor, me, Cameron Esposito. And you can find it for free at CameronEsposito.com or CameronEsposito.com slash rapejokes. And after you watch it, you can also choose to purchase it, your donation, anywhere from 10 to sliding scale 210 bucks. we are going to use to donate to rain the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization so i'm so excited about this please support it tell your friends about it i am so so stoked hey pyht listeners today's episode is sponsored by lioness Sex isn't one size fits all, which can make it difficult to figure out what works for you. That's why a team of smart engineers and designers made the Lioness Vibrator, the first and only health tracker for your sex life. Simply use it like a normal vibrator and sync it to your app to gain insights into your sex life and have fun with self-experimentation or with a pal. Learn more and take 15% off your Lioness at lioness.io slash hands together. Mental Illness Happy Hour is a weekly podcast hosted by comedian Paul Gilmartin, consisting of interviews with artists, friends, and the occasional doctor. The show is geared towards anyone interested in or affected by depression, addiction, or other mental challenges, which are so prevalent in the creative arts and also, like, in the world. Psychology Today calls the show remarkable and says it normalizes what so many feel but have been too fearful or ashamed to express. I've actually been a guest on this. Me, Cameron Esposito. You can find all episodes of Mental Illness Happy Hour on Stitcher Premium. Go to stitcherpremium.com slash mentalpod and use the promo code PYHT for a free month of Stitcher Premium. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB! What's up? That's Rhea Butcher. Hello. Oh, all right. Well, that's Cameron Esposito. Ooh, that was a little louder. It was a little louder. Just a fraction. It was a little bit louder for me. Teensiest bit. It was a little louder. Just Rhea, a teensy I noticed bit. you're wearing your I Voted I am. sticker. Yeah. And you changed your shirt. You put the I Voted sticker I back did. on. I moved it around. I changed my shirt. I forgot to that put my important. I Voted sticker back on. Well, apparently you didn't vote. I, so. But if I was really being honest, what I, my sticker would say is, my wife filled out the thing and I signed it. <laughs> Yeah, that would be the Thank honest sticker. Thank you for sticker. doing that. I had my partner fill out my ballot, and then I signed it, and I voted. Yes, yeah. That would be your sticker. That was really, yeah, I mean, that's like, that's beating the system right there, because we have the same interests, and, you know, so I don't think it's voter fraud. I, I think everyone is going, that, that's, they're talking about voter fraud. No, but you said, I have a cheat sheet. Do you want me to do it? And I said, yes. <laughs> but I'm a living person. <laughs> I'm 
glad you told everybody this. And the also that our show is a you. podcast too. So yeah. every literally everyone on the planet is gonna know. I now. know. I also sometimes open your mail. Mail fraud. I'm mail fraud. Hey, sweetie. No, you aren't. I meant it in like a positive sort of. No, I know. It. But then I was like giving it back to you by being like, sh- like holding up a mirror and being like, "You're beautiful." <laughs> Thank you. You know. <laughs> happy Pride, Ria. Thank you, Cameron. Happy Pride to you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't usually go to the Pride Parade because uh, I want to not be there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Voter fraud. I don't like Pride. No, no. I love Pride. I want to go to other Pride events. Okay. I want to go to like movies that are proud. <laughs> and I want to have people for a Pride dinner party. Sure, yeah. Things like that. Smaller. I mean, I don't. I hear you. I don't drink anymore. I'm a sober person. I'm I know. Like Congratulations. Over, over five years sober. Thank you. And so going to the, the floats-based Pride where everything is some kind of a vodka is a little bit difficult. <laughs> For me, and I'm always trying to avoid getting hit in the eye by a condom. So, so with vodka, it's a water balloon. <laughs> it's right. a vodka balloon. Jesus, uh, that one's a Cosmo. Yeah, and you know your eye can absorb the alcohol right through there. Um, <laughs> you just put a tampon right in your eye. <laughs> a vodka-soaked tampon right in the socket, and you, yeah. first you got to remove your eyes. Isn't that from the Bible somewhere? No, it's in Minority Report. You're oh, thinking of Minority okay. Report. I get those confused all the yeah, time. I know. Well, because neither of them is real. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're real. They're just created by man, is what I'm saying. W- women, too. Created by people and written. Mostly men. Uh, mostly men. Mostly by men, yeah. Mostly men. There was a, a woman's page, and they're like, mm, we don't need that. Yeah. So. Actually, there was a bunch of women's pages. There was, like, books, there were characters, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody just, uh, yeah, threw them in the tea rash. They'll just and recycle these. And recycle that. Only recycle two this. women, and one is the mom, but she doesn't have sex. Another one has sex a lot, and those are the women. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't mean to be like a shit. Like, I want other people to enjoy the Pride Parade. It's not that I don't enjoy the Pride Parade because I'm not proud. I just mm-hmm. don't enjoy anything at Period. this point in my life. Any- yeah, yes, yeah. that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually true. The other day I was thinking that when I, when I get somewhere, I go, oh, God, you know? <laughs> right. I go, Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> How Why have I, I done here? this to myself? Yeah, exactly. Remember that one time that we went to a housewarming party and I made you walk in the front door and say, oh my God, beautiful house, and then out the back door and leave? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've done that so many times. I know. I can't sort and it's always them instigated all. by me because you want to stay and talk to people. Yeah, I like to be social Terrible. a little bit. <laughs> I know. It's one of your biggest faults. Um... Too nice. I was backstage. I was talking to some comics on the show about when we saw Fun Home on Broadway. Speaking of things that <laughs> yeah, make me feel really proud. Thinking about that the other day, too. Yeah, I was thinking about how we went to see Fun Home on Broadway for my birthday. I got us front row seats, and it was so fucking amazing <laughs> and awesome. And then afterwards, we waited. Because they to, do it in the round, too. Oh, so the theater is like, uh, you know, it's like a mini it was Rose Bowl. beautiful. And then afterwards, we waited to meet the actors. 
and they came out and <laughs> we thought they well I thought that they recognized us because they were like oh yeah you're and we were like and I was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> famous <laughs> um, but then they go the people that were sobbing in the front row are you okay we were crying so hard that the actors noticed us crying the actors in a Broadway musical about a funeral home yeah noticed well also crying. the moment the moment that Beth Malone who was playing older Allison walks out Rhea first of all Rhea is like always trying to be this tough but Rhea cries constantly oh all the time true story true story constantly I cried last night about everything in big tears giant rolling tears like Sally Field does she cry big tears? What is this from? What? Have you ever seen a Sally Field movie? You like Yeah? Me? You really like me? She was crying when she said that. What's that from? Oh, Jesus. Anyway, I cry big tears. Well, she's in Mrs. Doubtfire. But I- That's the first one you went to? What a supporting... Rating. She's in stereotypical single divorced mom role of Mrs. She's in Forrest Gump. Oh Jesus Christ! She's in that movie. Salt dish. Those are the first two. Michael Showalter made from a couple years ago. Called it says a long title. Hello, my name is Doris. Right. Yeah, that was a great movie. She was great in that. She's really just starting a. She's really just starting a big career. What happened? Some people had some serious feelings about, hello, my name is Doris. Are you all right? I guess they died. Okay. <laughs> um, but I have big tears. You have big, giant tears. Okay. Huge tears come out of your eyes. Yeah. I cannot hardly cry at all. Yeah, no, I know. You ain't never cry. I am so heartless. Yeah. When have you seen me cry? Not a lot. Mm. When my grandmother died. For a minute, yeah. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> Do you hear those comics yeah. laughing at the Just... thought of my grandmother's death? That's, I don't think that was related, but I'm angry with them nonetheless. <laughs> um, is that it? Kind of. Well, I cried once recently. Yeah. You usually, like, go... <laughs> I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, I know. And then you're done. I you know. like, it's like you think about crying. My eyes become too And then you buttholes. get through it. And then you put they a vodka-soaked tampon into that's your two right. little buttholes. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hey, question, just because we're talking about pride and yeah. shit like that, should we maybe talk about my hair? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I have, sure. line, I have lines in my hair. You just said I look like a time-traveling lesbian. You so I do. That might be funny. I wish you had that jacket on that you were wearing backstage. It does. Look I mean, funny. I think the look is still pretty. No, it's strong. You're not behind wrong. the times, yeah. if you will. I was. Look, I was sitting next to you in the car on the way over. I'm gonna here. go rent a video. I'll be right back. <laughs> stamping to. this at a really different time. Absolutely. The place I go to has little uh, nails in the wall and then uh-huh. you take a tag off Ooh, of it uh-huh. and take that one up. Other ones you take it from behind. Mm-hmm. 
the box. Now, VHS or beta? <laughs> VHS. Oh. I am thinking about upgrading to Laserdisc, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I want to see that yeah, box you, decompose in timeline. You look like photos I saw of, like, lesbians at Pride when I was a child. Like, what are lesbians? Well, I also, like, didn't know what... I was just like... I mean, you look like like straight up an original promotional shot of the Indigo Girls, just from the side. <laughs> Only from the side. From the front, I think you look a lot more modern. Okay. But from the side. From the side. Wow. <laughs> I look I, like I. I look like I have a real hard time with those new Applebee's commercials. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Melissa Etheridge has come to my window as their new thing. I know. It was I a know. joke I thought might work. It didn't. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> I went too far down the road. I was looking at you and um, going, oh my God, you look like a photograph I would have seen, like a like of somebody being like, like they want their rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're doing that. And um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize looking at those photos that those people were attractive in those photos because I was a child when I was looking at those photos. Mm-hmm. I didn't have sexual urges yet. And sure. so I was allowing myself in the car to go, oh my God, like I get our history. You know, like it was a cool moment. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, those women were hot. <laughs> or people. Yep. Those women are people. <laughs> um, Indeed they are. Women or people. Not are. Women or people. Yeah, women are not people. <laughs> That has become abundantly Rhea, clear. Rhea, I was trying to be inclusive of your identity. I know. <laughs> Jesus. I've been killing all these flies. <laughs> we have this problem. Every spring, we just get an infestation of flies. We don't know what's happening. No matter, like, we Our house is really house. clean. It's not like really it's clean. banana peel. I won't let Rhea leave anything anywhere. No. I pick it up. I put it away. Where? Well, I never put it away. (laughs) Our house is really clean. We get all these flies, and then Rhea's working during the day right now, and I'm at home, and I'm working really hard. And she got a chair out and a broom. I'm telling her about my day, and she's like, "Uh huh, uh huh." Pushes a broom up to the wall, and then is just like, "Whack, whack!" Hitting flies twenty feet above her head. With yeah, I'm getting a little weird. She's got some shit going on, on my own. Because I today I figured out that you don't have to go fast with the fly spotter. You can go really slow <laughs> and mush them instead of swat them. Then you said that's very mean. I'm like... <laughs> how complex is their brains? I mean, I don't know. How complex is their brains? <laughs> I was also, this is like not a new story. I know I've told this before, but I was just laughing about this earlier because I would like just laugh about this story all the time that I was thinking about gender and when I was at Bonnaroo and it was 104 degrees and I refused yeah. to take my jean jacket off and gave myself heat stroke, had to go to the medical tent and get two IVs. <laughs> Gotta keep your look going. Exactly. All of my friends, I was with friends. I was, there were people around me giving me signals. You should take that jacket off. You look too hot. You're boiling. And I was like, you don't understand. It's just a t-shirt under here. And I can't wear that. I have to wear a jacket. That's how I feel. Comfortable. Fast forward to like 
four hours later when I'm laying there just in a t-shirt getting pumped full of liquids like, yeah, all right, I guess so. <laughs> That's why I don't go to Pride because it's too hot for a motorcycle jacket. I just go at the very sure. end, I look at all the confetti, I go, mm, I can put together what was sold here. <laughs> what yeah. kind of products they were shilling. Oops, slippery, watch out. <laughs> You know, before we knew each other, I had a really great job at Chicago Pride. I would call Twister at the um, speed at the. It's not called speed at the Steamworks booth. I would uh-huh. call Twister. With, okay, there would be uh, porn stars and then regular stars. Stars, <laughs> and then they would do Twister together. Sally Field. Yeah, Sally Field was there. <laughs> I wish she could have been there for that. It was pretty sexy. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll never response to porn star Twister. Well, one th- one of them looked up at me and goes, Cameron? And it was a guy I went to high school with. And everybody else kept referring to him by his name, like his like porn name. Right. And I know his other name, but everybody kept referring to him as his porn name. So then I went home and I was like, I know his porn name. <laughs> so then I looked him up and saw his penis. <laughs> okay. That was nice for me. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I like to see a penis that's that I that's you know somebody I knew from a while ago. <laughs> Look at you! You haven't changed a bit. Stay gold. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what else somebody I was in New York like two yeah. weeks ago and I saw a friend of mine from high school and Doing she told me twister? no she told me that in her yearbook I circled my photo and then put an arrow and then wrote gay <laughs> She's like, it's at my parents' basement. I'm like, I don't care where it is. I'm buying you a plane ticket. You Direct go get that, that shit. Down. I yeah. know. Incredible job, Esposito. I wonder if I did that in multiple people's yearbooks. That's very funny. It is really funny. I don't funny. have a tag for it at all because it's perfect on its own. No, thank you. Uh, well, Rhea, we've been great. We have been great. <laughs> I gotta go return my video. <laughs> what was your favorite video to rent when you would like go to the video store when you were a kid? Oh, like repeat, repeat video? Yeah, like Renting. your favorite. Oh boy, I don't know. I mean, Dazed and Confused was up there for sure. Classic. Once I could like get whatever I wanted, but I mean, I got Back to the Future all the time. Mm-hmm. Although I did have my own copy. That That's my- weird. I can't. There's no part of me <laughs> that would literally believe you've even seen that movie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Something inconspicuous. Yeah, you did it. You fucking did it. You nailed it. Yeah, I you got, got there. You got there just organically on your own. Just put together sure. this outfit out of things that you own, and whoopsie daisy, it's also a costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marty McPride. Ah! Yes! I knew if I just gave you a little more time. 
that the Rhea Butcher Factory would finally churn out some gold. Thank you. I just That's needed a second. That's where gold comes from, a factory. Now. <laughs> wow. Oh, Rhea Butcher, everybody. Rhea Butcher. Cameron Esposito. Well, we got a really fun lineup of pals that we love, and we're so and we're so excited for you to see all of them. Look mm-hmm. how excited you all are! Just wow, wow, busting at the seams. Just lose, just oh no, yeah. <laughs> and this first comic you are gonna love. Are you ready for your first comic? Well, then keep it going for Eli Olsberg. Give it up for Eli. going for Cameron and Rhea, everybody, huh? Let him hear it. I feel like that was the best pun I've ever heard in my life. Why are, is anyone supposed to follow that? Um, I, uh, I, I couldn't agree more with Cameron about the insect problem. Something happens when the weather just turns warm. I feel like every corner I turn in this town, I'm just going to find a dead fucking body because there's just insects everywhere. And for some reason, when you step a certain direction, they all just come right at you. And I opened the door on Saturday to leave my house, and a bird almost flew right into me. And I screamed a pitch I didn't know I was capable of doing. But I definitely think I have a second life now as like a tenor. I'm winging it. I don't know if tenor's the highest one. Uh, what's the highest one? Alto? Soprano. Soprano. Fuck all of you for being well educated. Uh, I, do you, you can say soprano, but you don't have to say <sighs> soprano. <laughs> Oh, God, what is this, L.A.? God. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I can be a soprano. I, I literally, I went, Whoa! and I, cl- I closed the door with a knee up, and my roommates just turn and look at me, and they're like, what, whatever happened, we don't care. We're never going to let this go. That's, what, that's all that happened that came from the bird situation. The last time I screamed that pitch, I was eight years old in South Florida, and a palmetto bug flew through my hair with the velocity to make it keep standing up. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. And um, I feel like as a boy, uh, or a man, I guess, whoever, it depends on who you ask. uh, (laughs) I feel like as a boy, legally, I'm not allowed to be into astrology. Uh, But but I am. And I can feel some judgment. So to you guys, I also say fuck you. Uh, I am into astrology. And I keep getting shit because I'm a comic and I'm friends with other comics who, of course, are just rational assholes. there's, oh, you're into astrology? With the f- a friend of mine was just making fun of me, and he was wearing a Star Wars shirt. And I'm like, that is the same difference. Uh, isn't it? Isn't fucking the Force just Mercury in retrograde or something? I don't know. I just, it's nonsense to me that I have a friend who's just like talking about how great Avengers was. He's just like, yeah, Thanos' plan. I'm like, he, he, I'm an asshole for liking astrology? That fucking purple fuck was collecting gemstones around the whole planet. That's astrology right there, through and through. Um, I, uh, I just don't, also because when you talk to people about movies, especially in this fucking town, and they're just, the way they talk, oh, but, I mean, yeah, it's a comic book movie, but it's realistic in context, and I just like, all right, well, enjoy the fucking movie, just let me use this chart to determine if the person I like is saying I'm too needy is true, or they're gaslighting me, all right? That's all I need to know. Why is that a big deal? I'm so tired of that argument. Movies are too real. It needs to be realistic. I had a friend once tell me, I don't even know if people know what they're talking about anymore when they give me an opinion on a movie. A friend of mine was like, yeah, the dialogue felt too written. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's because it was. Uh, I get what he was saying, but also, have you eavesdropped on real conversations? They are awful. <laughs> I was at a coffee bean, and two people in front of me were taking, the barista was taking their order, and then when it was my turn, the two, I was eavesdropping on the two girls behind me. They were talking about Clash of Clans on their phone, that game, and one of them said, I need more dragons, and her friend goes, what's a dragon? And the barista tried to, right at that moment, the barista tried to take my order. I'm like, excuse me, I have to hear one grown adult describe dragons to another. <laughs> this can wait. Because how do you describe something that's not real? And her friend just goes, oh, you know, dragons. That's what I would have said. That's a perfect answer. Um, and after her friend, I thought that was the end of the exchange, but then her friend decided to keep it going and goes, oh, you mean hippos? Which, at that point, if you're the other person, please run with that. Let that person think that they are fire-breathing hippos. That is the perfect prank ever. And this is just a good postscript to the story. Um, when the barista was taking their order and asked for their names, the girl goes, Jessica Diaz. Now, I don't know why she gave her full name, but it paid off beautifully. She goes, I'm sorry, what? And then she goes, Jessica Diaz. And the barista goes, quesadilla? I could not breathe. I was literally doubled over, dying, and her friend was doing the exact same thing. She could not stop laughing. Because you know what her thought was? She was like, well, this is what I'm gonna call you for the rest of your life. You're never, I'm never gonna get over this. Uh, Craigslist uh, casual encounters is done, RIP. I don't know if you guys know that over a stupid fucking law that Trump passed. Not targeting Craigslist. Uh, <laughs> that would be very funny. He's like, casual encounters, not for me. Uh, we're shutting it down. I, uh, <laughs> no, it has to do with a, a bigger law that affects sex workers, but it made me, I, I realized when it closed, I used it from time to time. Um, it actually, in LA, it's something you can use if you don't want to do Tinder or anything else that's a fucking nightmare. And um, uh, I remember when using it, the second time I used it, okay, so I used it once and it went really well, so my next thought was, well, this, this will never go wrong again for the rest of my life, so I'm gonna use it again, for sure. And, uh, and as a guy, it's not a big deal. You're probably not gonna die, you're just gonna get catfished. You know what I mean? That's the logic. So. Um, I answered an ad that was like, you should, uh, I want you to have sex with my wife and I want to watch. That's what the ads, I only mostly was doing it for group encounters. Um, and I, uh, I could feel how uncomfortable you guys are. <laughs> Got about two minutes left, so buckle up. Uh, so I, which P.S. Oh, I want to address something else. When people, uh, some for some reason, I personally prefer MFM threesomes to FFM. And if you don't know what that means, uh, that's your problem. Sit this out. Uh, and I do. I really do. I never understood why people are just like it, it's so much more fun. Everyone's more relaxed, and and it's also like, am I going to ask two women? Did you come? I'm just kidding. That's not why. But uh, I uh, I thought that was funny. Will I use that part again? I don't know. Um, so anyway, I, uh, so I answered the ad. I, I live in West Hollywood, and I had to drive to Burbank for this. That's important story. And I get, to, I get to a Ramada in Burbank. The gentleman answers the door completely naked. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> I just walked in. I didn't think anything of it. And he goes, she, the shower was running. He goes, she's in the shower. It's just going to be a minute. And I was like, oh, OK. So what do we do now? Because uh, I'm completely close. He's naked. And I was just, so I, there's just this silence for like 30 seconds. He doesn't say anything. And I just, I, this is, I was like, I got to make small talk. And I just said, the weather. It wasn't a question. It was a statement. I said, the weather. And he just 
looks at me, rolls his eyes, and goes, okay, why don't you just get naked? And I was like, okay, that seems like a reasonable request, <laughs> given the situation. So I start taking off my clothes. He gets in front of me. He gets on his knees. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I go, was, this was the ad about watching her watching me. He goes, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's okay. Like, that was the problem. Uh, like, I was like, well, when you put it that way, you know what I mean? It was a weird thing. And I said, oh, no, no. But I, I'm like, look, it's fine, but I, that's not what I was here sent for. And uh, <laughs> these are different services being rendered today. And he, he goes, all right, no, no, she's going to come out here and watch us, and it's going to be really fucking hot. And I go, well, why don't, why don't you bring her out here? Let's have a fucking meeting about this, okay? <laughs> We're in L.A. This town's built on meetings. And... Uh, and he finally stands up and he goes, all right, it's just me. That is the proper reaction. Uh, that is exactly, for, and I, so I said, oh, you know, I think I'm going to go. And he, I like, I like the Jerry J in the background. I'm like, yep, yep, you fucking go. You get out of there. You take your life and you fucking be happy that you live to tell the tale. Um, and I, uh, I, got, I got dressed and he goes, listen, man, I suck really good dick. I'm really good at it. And I was like, buddy, I don't doubt that for a second. That is not the problem here. I've been deceived and I'm very upset. I don't want to catch bull traffic. That is very fucking LA right there. I was like, if I get fucking bull traffic, I am gonna be fear. Never mind that my life was on the line. I was just like, if I catch fucking bull traffic. And um, so I get down to my car, and I think that's not the end of the story. I get down to my car, my email goes off, you know, the sound that your iPhone makes, and I open it up, and it's him, and he says, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And I went home and jerked off to that email. <laughs> because somebody thought I looked delicious enough to consume for $100. I almost became a sex worker that night, okay? I don't even look at Pornhub anymore. I just pull up that fucking email and jerk off. That's the end. All right, thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Good night. Hey, PYHT listeners. It's Pride Month, and I want to take pride in one of our sponsors, Tomboy X. Tomboy X offers comfortable underwear for folks across the size, gender, and color spectrum. they got neutral underwear for a bunch of different skin tones. They've got sizes from extra small to 4X. They've got cuts from bikinis, briefs, and boxer briefs to boy shorts. They've got basic colors, fun seasonal prints. I really like their underwear. You go to tomboyx.com slash hands together and get an, ex, an extra 15% off with the code hands together. That's tomboyx.com slash hands together. Use the code hands together for 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X. Eli Olsberg, let him hear it! I was just imagining a, a sort of shower scenario a la Home Alone 2. Like just like a clown dancing in there. He's like, no, no, go check it out. She's she's in there. I'm a cool jerk. Well, I guess she likes to sing in the shower. I'll just hang out and wait for a second. <laughs> I uh, recently flew to Chicago on a red eye. I left at 11:20. I love that somebody laughed at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Chicago red eye. What? Holy shit! <laughs> it's very funny. Um, so I was leaving at 11:20 and getting in at 5.30 in the morning. And everyone, I think, on the flight knew this. But two of the people brought babies on that flight. <laughs> and one of them, look, I didn't buy the flight. The flight was purchased for me because it was a business trip. It was in first class. One of those babies was in first class on a red-eye flight. And that baby was wailing the whole time. But the point of my story is that I sat down next to another dude. Another dude. A dude. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, yeah, also, sure. 
<laughs> I sat down next to another dude. And he got his phone out, and he started messing with it, and then he started playing solitaire on his phone. But he had the sounds on. just like my plane anxiety is already through the roof because there's babies first class it's united I was like shit this is a terrible airline that pulls people off because they're a minority why am I on this flight and this guy's phone sounds are on like just going through all this shit and like first I'm thinking like okay well certainly he's gonna put it away at some point and he doesn't he just keeps playing the thing I'm like what if he keeps playing this for the whole flight what am I gonna do and then I'm like trying to tell myself well maybe he doesn't know they're on I don't know maybe he doesn't realize they're on maybe he has a slight hearing problem and he can't hear them or something like that you should really just say something 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 and so I'm like just jamming myself into going like you can just say something to this human being next to you and they'll probably be fine about it and this is like inside my brain at 11.05pm zero caffeine whatsoever and so I finally go Excuse me, sir. Um, do you think you could turn your sounds off? And he goes, Yeah, sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> now what do I do with that? Like he was kind enough to do it, but was also like, what an asshole. How am I the asshole? Isn't it universal that we do not turn the sounds on our phones? It's a function no one uses. Except for jerks. Cause the whole sound was him going. Yikes. Anyway, so he did turn it off and then just like immediately went to sleep and then I put on my Bane mask and my eye mask and was like, everything's fine! <laughs> I am going to bring out the next comic, but I was just thinking last night as I was falling asleep because I have a hard time sleeping and so my brain is usually screaming things at me as though I am on a red-eye flight to Chicago. And I was thinking how... Do you guys know the fruit kumquats? big kumquat fan over here. <laughs> I was also being, you know, kind of like just regressive in my thoughts going like, who the hell named it a kumquats? You know what? It's from China. That's where it comes from. So I was like, you're very white. You should shut up when you think, who named this thing, this silly name? Oh, another language. That's why you probably should just say this isn't silly. So I looked that up, but then I was thinking about kumquats because I remember having them for the first time being like, oh, look at this tiny word thing. Tiny word grape citrusy thing. And kumquats are kind of like life. Because you eat one and you're like, holy shit, that was really good. I'm gonna keep doing this. And then you eat another one, you're like, oh my god, this is horrible! I gotta have another one so I don't remember that one. And it's basically just life. I'll keep working on that. Felt good to me. You guys want to keep this show rolling? I sure do. There's a ton of great comics back there. We got a bowl of kumquats for them in the room. Thanks to big kumquat. For... <laughs> the kumquat lobby is strong. Kumquat. Reminds me of come on learning. Why did they name it that? Okay. Come on! It's very mean. 
my dad start that business? What the fuck? Come on! <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Anyway. Our next comic is their first time on the show. So you all know what we do when it's somebody's first time on the show, right? We give them a big, warm welcome that you can start right now. Yes! Give a warm welcome to Julia Lankowitz! Yay! Keep it going for Rhea, everybody! Also, it's a lie. There are no kumquats in the back room! I wish. Just a bowl of kumquats. Num num. Numquats? All right. Improv. Yes, and. Okay. Great to be here. I'm in, I'm in a great mood, guys. I just turned 30. Woo! I like it. I like being 30. I feel like a fully formed adult. Uh, except two days after my 30th birthday, a kid called me ugly. Which is insane. I'm very cute. Um... <laughs> But, like, I was upset not only because the kid called me ugly, but because the kid was very ugly. And I know that sounds like a horrible thing to say about a five-year-old. Uh, but A, he started it, and B, I'm like, have you looked in the mirror? You're all ears. Like, you're disgusting. Because I, I was just there in the park, like, having an ice cream, watching the dogs frolic, as you do when you turn 30, right? Uh, you'll know. So I'm there having my ice cream, and this piece of shit five-year-old just comes out of nowhere, kicks me in the shin, points up at me, and he's like, hey, you're ugly. And the worst part is I didn't have a comeback in the moment. Like, I wish I'd said something cool, like, oh, yeah? It's not what your mom said when I was boinking her on the futon. You know, something real slick. But instead, I just panicked, and I'm like, no, you're ugly. And he's like, you're a hack. I'm like, he's right. He's right. And I was about to say something to him, but then his mom stepped in, and I love it when a parent reprimands their kid in public. Oh, man. You don't see that, especially not in L.A. You don't see that at all. In L.A., people are like, we just let Johnny parent himself. (laughs) We're scared of him, right? (laughs) But this mom steps in, guns a-blazing, just like, Daniel, that's very rude. You don't speak to strangers like that, Daniel. You're bad. You're bad. And I'm just behind her like, yeah, you're bad, Daniel. You're bad. What are you going to do about it? I'm 30. And she looks at me so apologetically, and she's like, oh, kids, they can be so honest. I couldn't even get mad, though. It was such a good burn. I was like, oh, the timing was right. I'm like, that's hilarious. You should do comedy. And she's like, no, women aren't funny. I'm like, okay. Ooh, real mean family. (laughs) That's the thing, though. Like, I look in the mirror. I like what I see. But that kid really messed with me. Because I'm like, did something happen when I turned 30 and I just start melting? I was really upset about it. Until, like, a couple days later, I was uh, on my iPhone taking a picture of a dog. Very on brand for me, right? So I'm taking a picture of this dog. And then my front-facing camera accidentally comes on. And I just catch a glimpse of myself in selfie mode from this lower angle. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm a monster. I was like, wait a minute. That's the angle that that kid saw me at. Kids are just front-facing cameras at a bad angle. Why have we not put this together before? 
as far as kids are concerned, adults are just actual baked potatoes with double chins, just walking around ruining their lives. That's all they see every day looking up, just like, oh yeah, mom's got a mortgage and a drinking problem. It's all about angles, right? You take a selfie from down here, you're like, I'm a thumb, right? And then you take one from up here and you're like, I'm a supermodel, right? Cheekbones. So with that in mind, I just want to go back to the park, find any kid I can and just pick him up and be like, am I pretty now? Huh? What about from this angle? What about from up here? Here, put on these sunglasses. How do you like me in sepia? You know, just get banned from the park. I'm married. <laughs> Thank you. I've been married. Uh, it's, it's been like a year now. And I like being married. The one main difference I'm noticing is that weird things turn me on now <laughs> that used to not turn me on before. It's not what you think, ma'am. Um, for example, I got very aroused the other day because my husband yelled at our neighbor <laughs> because the neighbor was playing his music too loud. That's strange. I even Googled man yelling at neighbor porn just to see... <laughs> like other people were into it and they're not a uh, little bit of context our neighbor's a 75 year old man he's just this old dude who parties harder than we do blasts his music all the time other day husband and I are just like sitting on the couch watching Jeopardy kids edition because I like to feel smart and like old man all you hear beneath us is just like like he's having a rave by himself and before I can even say anything my husband just like leaps off the couch and runs out of our apartment runs downstairs and starts yelling at this old man. And the old man's yelling at, back at him. And then my husband runs back upstairs, comes in glistening in sweat, kisses me aggressively, and says, it's been handled. And I'm like, really? It's been handled? That's the hottest thing I've ever heard. Like, if you live with your significant other, go yell at the neighbor tonight. Because we have the craziest sex of our lives. I was just like, talk dirty to me. Like, yell at me like you yell at the neighbor. And he's like, okay. Shut the hell up, old man. I'm gonna call the cops. It's gross. I love being a lady, um, but sometimes I just wish I was an uncle. You know what I mean? Are there any uncles here tonight? Really not you, sir? You got a classic uncle vibe and I love it. You know what I mean? I just, for once, in, I, even for a day, I just want to be like a greasy dirtbag uncle. Not that you're that. You know what I mean? It's just like every uncle I've ever met, like of that theme of uncle, just, just kind of like, eh, uncle is so hilarious. Like I swear to God, I'd be famous by now if I was that kind of uncle. Can you imagine Rhea introduced me as a fun uncle instead of me? Can you imagine? She was like, uh, coming up next to the stage, this guy's a real dirtbag. I, I just saw him eat four pounds of roast beef in the parking lot. <laughs> You're gonna love him. Keep your hands going for big Uncle Tony. And I just came out and I was like, hey kids, it's me, Uncle Tony. I just have mustard all over my chest, right? It's like, my ex-wife is so fat. And you'd all be like, how fat is she? And I just do the worm. You guys would just applaud. It'd be great. I would love that. I just want that, just for a moment. Just for a moment. Because every uncle I know is so friggin' hilarious. Like, I have some dirtbag uncles, and they're more hilarious than I'll ever be, and I'm a professional comic, and they're just professional scum, you know? <laughs> and the other day, the other day was Christmas. Uh, it's Christmas, there's like 25 of us, big Polish family, sitting around the dinner table. Beautiful dinner that my aunt made. 
and we're all waiting for dessert. Except there was no dessert because my aunt explained that a raccoon ate the pie that was cooling in the windowsill. And without even missing a beat, one of my uncle's pipes up. He's like, yeah, well, in the raccoon's defense, your pies taste like garbage. And then the whole table just stood up and started clapping. And I'm the only one still sitting there being like, oh my God, did this guy just get a standing ovation at Christmas dinner? That's insane. Like, I have been doing comedy over 11 years and I have never gotten a standing ovation in my life. Like, not even on a Tuesday at UCB Franklin on Put Your Hands Together. Hey, PYH listeners, it's summer. And you know what I like to do in summer? Listen to audiobooks. This is actually totally real. <laughs> I, I listen to audiobooks using Audible. I really am. I'm an Audible member. And therefore, I get a credit every month good for any audiobook, regardless of price. Unused credits roll over to the next month. You can pop your earbuds in your ear and walk around and listen to whatever cool queer novel you want to listen to. You, the books are yours to keep. You can go back and re-listen anytime. You can cancel your membership whenever you want. Mm, straight up, I would recommend Audible. Start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free. Just go to audible.com slash PYHT or text PYHT to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash PYHT or text PYHT to 500-500. You can do it with audiobooks. For Julia. Also, like, really enjoyed looking at all your faces. <laughs> Julia was amazing. That was really fun. Uh, you know what? True story. I uh, recorded, I forgot to say this in the opening. I recorded a thing here. Uh, it's an, a new hour long set that I am uh, doing that I've been working out across the country. It's an hour about sexual assault from. The perspective of a survivor, me, Cami Esposito, I'm the survivor. And um, I taped it here when? Two weeks ago? And uh, Hannah over there, who produces this show, also produced the taping. Thank you, Hannah. And Ryan, who does our sound, also captured the audio because we're going to use it as an album. So the whole thing is going to be released. A bunch of people in L.A. donated their time. We just had to basically rent cameras. The UCB donated the theater. And so our production costs are super low. And we're going to use the special on Monday. It'll be available on the 11th. It'll be available. And we're going to use it to raise money for RAIN, which is the, the largest anti-sexual violence organization in the country. This is really like a new way of using a stand-up special. You can watch it for free. And then you can choose to donate um, however much feels good for you. I'm really excited about it because I think I want to make sure that it wasn't behind a paywall because I want to make sure that anybody who needed to see it could see it. But also I want to see if we can rally together, center survivors, raise a bunch of money. So please tell folks on Monday to watch this, share it, and then donate whatever you can. How does that sound? Good idea? You're going to be able to watch it through my website, which is CameronEsposito.com. So uh, also just want to say, 
Like, if you really want to do something and you have great friends, we pulled the special, we pulled the shoot together in six days and um, have been editing it and building a website. It, the whole thing will be done in three weeks. So, like, holy shit, that's how committed folks are in my life to helping me make my dreams come true. <laughs> I'm very lucky. Um, but also, you know, I, th- I know that sometimes it feels right now like um, there's not a lot of people on your side or, like, you just don't know if people care about things. But everybody that I pitched this idea, like, come help me make this thing. We'll raise a bunch of money. They were all on board and, like I said, donated their time and put their efforts for making it happen really quickly. So just so you know, like, you're not alone. I sometimes feel alone. And that experience was like, oh, I need to reorganize how I think about everything because it turns out there's a lot of great people who want to help you make change. So that's just um, a really great way of introducing the next comic. No, what if that's what I did? <laughs> what if that was a fuck you that I... Anyway, follow that. Um, no, uh... <laughs> But yes, are you excited? Isn't that a great idea? That I had out of my brain? Don't I have nice people in my life? I really do. I'm very, very lucky. Um, Oh, what was I going to say? Rhea, you are getting up in the middle of the night and researching kumquats? That's just number one point. I literally had no idea that was happening. What? I am sleeping. That's what's happening next to me? Wake me up. Pull me into that world. I want to experience that together. I don't want to sleep through kumquat research. What the fuck? Why am I married? Also, yesterday there was like such a shitty... You know, we got, we got the news about the Supreme Court decision that uh, like sided with Masterpiece Cakes and I understand it doesn't set legal precedent for discrimination but it sucks it sucks if you're a queer person it sucks if you're anybody in the LGBT community it sucks it sucks if you're a person of color it's scary times right now and so I like recorded a little message of support to other queer folks like I'm with you you're my family and we're all friends together see this is a terrible time for you to walk out no I'm just kidding I know you don't mean it you just have to pee you trust me and so you and so you decided to do that I like it what if she was like no fuck you oh these are gay people what if that's when somebody realized um anyway I recorded a like a video, and then somebody wrote on it, like, that hair has to go. And by the way, I will say, in this video, my hair looks fucking great. I just got it cut today, and like, it's resettling. You know how it is the day you get your hair cut, it's like nothing goes, the, like, your hairs all just go, we've never, we've never been styled before! Like, the first day you get a haircut, everything just sticks straight up, also to the sides. I look like I'm in a series of unfortunate events. I can't help it. It just happens for the first day, and then it's not a wig anymore. Um on my particular head but anyway so somebody wrote that hair has to go and it was a dude so I mean I just have to say like honestly sometimes sometimes I have so many good men in my life that sometimes I forget what you're like but you always remind me I'm so lucky. I have just like the most beautiful men. I have like really, really close dude friends who are who like go to baseball games with me. We both wear backward hats. We high five each other, eat hot dogs, veggie dogs. They eat a veggie dog with me. You know, like that's the kind of men I have in my life. So then I just forget that there's dudes out there just like scrolling through like random queer survival videos being like, we're all going to be okay. And it's fine. And then being like stupid short hair. 
Also, that hair has to go made me made me go. Oh yeah, like honestly, I mean, I don't feel like this is. I feel like 36 is too late for this look. But what I wanted to do was post a reply video that's just me shaving my head. <laughs> How about this, sir? Good enough for you. You said my hair has to go, and I wanted to listen and make you happy. If we've learned anything from Kelly Marie Tran <laughs> deleting all of her Instagram photos, it's that men need to fucking relax on the internet. <laughs> Thank you for the two people that clapped. <laughs> and um, anyway, let me know via Twitter later if you think I can pull off a shaved head because I have been thinking about it. But 36 feels too late. Do you know what I mean? No, don't you shake your head at me in a, in a way that's... No, look, li like really be with me in this moment. Is 36 too late to shave your head fully? Then get a ton of earrings, go straight to a Haley Kiyoko concert. Do you know who that is? And if I'm 36 and I do all those things, are you like, oh my God, this is a midlife crisis. And I'm like, shit, I'm only going to live to 62? Is No, seven. Six. It was you. I heard it. Yeah, it was you. See, I'm telling you, I have lots of good men in my life. <laughs> 72, but I'm not trying to shame you, but that, that is the wrong number <laughs> that you've said. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, let's keep the show rolling. But it's nice to face all of you. Missed you guys. Haven't seen you for the whole show. I've been looking this way. Great to see y'all. Thank you for the waves. <sighs> well, we got to... You know what? Three comics left. And I can't believe you get to see this show. Like, I really actually can't. This is, these are incredible comics. Some of my favorites working. And they're all fucking here. They're all here. They're in the back. Just all, literally, the back is so stressful right now because it's all, like, hardworking comics who are really in the middle of, like, doing a lot of jobs. So everybody's just standing, talking to each other with their arms crossed and their legs very far apart. <laughs> I keep having to leave the green room because I'm like, this is too fucking stressful for me. Like, I don't want to know how everybody's projects are going. Like, I just want to hide backstage. And, like, you can all work this energy out. I support you, and I trust you, and I love you. But this is too much standing. And the legs are too far apart. I need close legs and sitting. Are you ready for jokes? Please keep it going for Rory Scoville. Rory, first of all, that just went incredibly... <laughs> Also, I don't know if you had... I talked about poop the whole time. And I don't know if you could see, yeah. but I want you, before you leave, to yeah. take a peek at the audience on the far side of the stage. Okay. The woman at the very front of the, like, row. Front left. Yeah. 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 She is an older lady with gray hair. Yeah. Who was laughing with her head literally <laughs> in her hands about poop. Like, I, I actually have never seen anybody have, like, she had her oh, head down no. between her legs yeah. and was shaking, <laughs> which is a reaction I haven't really seen. This and is her whole life. She's waited for this She's bit. waited for this joke. She loves poop-related. Thank you for giving poop -related her material. the scatological, <laughs> she's been going to shows just like, no one, no one will touch it. <laughs> right. No one will take on no my topics. No one will dare touch my um, favorite topic of pooping. Oh, what's happening with you right now? What's up in your life? Um... You had a uh, big movie. I feel pretty promoting. came out, uh, and I that saw was you all fun over the place. and crazy to do. Um, and I think it's 
I don't know how long movies stay in theaters. I don't know how like, that works. It feels like now they like they almost go on demand like while they're like, still so someplace. fast. Like, like, like they Netflix might still or... be like in some theaters, and then you can also get right. them. Whatever. Like very quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that, you were and a then big part of that movie, also. I played. Is that like a, uh, it was the biggest role I've had yeah, in something I for sure. And it was so, and it was also like more of a like a just. Like a role I never like. I'm always like a wacky, like acquaintance in some yeah. way, which is fine, and I love doing it. I love the I, like that's definitely my wheelhouse. But this was when I was like a little bit more serious. But you get like a gym teacher kind of a guy thing, and this was like a romantic. Exactly. Yeah, like a romantic lead where I was like, oh, like I read the script, and someone was like, yeah, you'd be the romantic lead in this, and I was like, oh, that's never. It's never happened How before. did it feel doing it? <laughs> it was cool. It was cool to do it. And I was also, you know, grateful that I already know Amy. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm stepping into this role and I need to meet this person and, like, try to figure out what the chemistry is. It was like, oh, no, I already know you. So we can, like, not start at square one. Yeah. Um, but it was it was bizarre. It was bizarre to do it. I, I loved it. It's all kind of slowed down now, like, back to reality, which I definitely appreciate. A right. lot, but it was cool to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you're like it. on like, it's <laughs> like in like Good Morning America and shit. Just yeah, there. which was what so. Is, it was like funny... doing the Today Show and like The View, where I was just like, this is so <laughs> bizarre to me. Like, just standing there and like then walking out and sitting down. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is what this looks like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it was so. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Um, and do you still have? Is there is there a special of yours on Netflix that folks yeah, can yeah, watch yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. that are at home right now? Totally, yeah. Uh, Roy Scoville tries stand-up for the first time, uh, and it's on Netflix, and uh, I'm really proud of it. It's a Great. really, really fun hour well, that I go wrote. Go check so. it out, listeners. When is, your, when is yours out? Yeah, it comes out Monday. That's so crazy. Yeah. You just threw this whole idea together, and well, you're like, fire up these cameras, like, shoot this. So I've been it. running it all over the country for, like, I did, I did it, like, I rented, um... Black Box Theaters mm-hmm. and did it in like 50 to 100 yeah. seat rooms in seven cities yeah. and I did like like 12 shows in, 14 shows in Chicago like stuff yeah, like that that's fun like, like I ran it really that. hard yeah yeah um, and then I was like I'm going on this big fall tour the title of the thing that I worked on I'm like rape jokes that's what it has to be called so can you t- can you sell like 2,000 seats can you sell out the Wilbur on a Friday night <laughs> with something called rape jokes? Like, you can't, right? So I was like, well, I have this piece that I love that's, like, finished. Yeah. But it's also exhausting to do it because it's personal. Right, yeah, yeah, And I don't, I can't keep doing this, like, 50 to 100 person yeah, yeah. room schedule. But also for your own, like, your own self, it's, like, it's heavy. It's too much. So you're not like, oh, I want to do this for, I want to do this hour for a long time. Like, no, it's... Delving into it's a lot. Like, I kind of started doing it in January, so when it will release, that will be six months. And that feels like, not because I don't want to work on it as an artist, but just, like, as a human. It's heavy, yeah. It's a little, that's kind of the (laughs) end of the amount of time. I think think you definitely did it the right way. Like, brought it to the right, like, end and, like, the the way you're, like, promoting and selling it. It's so funny you called that out because I was thinking it, too. I was like, when I go out, I'm just going to be like, I I don't have a special (laughs) thing. All right, we got two comics left. Y'all ready for that? Woo! Woo! This next comic. Hey, they were on Two Dope Queens, just like me, and they're in the newest issue of G 
fucking cute. Give it up for Aparna Nancharla! So, Aparna Nancharla, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? That's great. I'm good. Um, So, you got a lot of things going on, um, but I wanted to ask you about corporate. What's, do you guys have a new season? We are, we're currently shooting the second season, which is why I'm in LA right now. Cool. Very, very cool. Um, Do you know when that's going to come out? I don't. I have not been given that info. Sure. I mean, why should you? Uh, Exactly. What's what's some other stuff that you've been working on? What is some other stuff? I am touring in the fall, so I think sort of gearing up for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the main things right now are stand-up and corporate and, yeah, just little... I'm, I have a script that I'm working on with Joe Firestone, another very funny comedian, mm-hmm. that is for Hulu. So that's, oh, yeah. That's very cool. That's kind of uh, in development. Oh, man. Well, that's very nice. Everybody should uh, look out for all that stuff and catch you in the fall on tour. Yeah. Come come sit in an audience and <laughs> yeah. watch me. And preferably pay first. Preferably pay. But, pay. Yeah, yeah, we can arrange something. Yeah, definitely. We'll figure yeah. it out. Thanks, Aparna. Thanks, for yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Keep it going for a Hey, PYHT listeners, it's Pride Month. And so everyone here at Earwolf is shouting out the great queer podcast that we have on this network. Yeah, Earwolf is home to Put Your Hands Together and my other podcast, Query, which I love doing. But it is also home to Throwing Shade. Throwing Shade is hosted by the hilarious Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi. They discuss women's rights, LGBT issues. They interview actors, comedians. They cover items in the news. Everything from Cardi B's pregnancy to the rising tide of feminism in China. It's silly and serious, and there's a new episode every Thursday. Celebrate Pride Month with Earwolf and subscribe to Throwing Shade on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Okay, we got one comic left. Somebody Rhea and I have known for a, a minute, a hot minute, since we all lived in Chicago. Let's hear it right now. Final comic, so you can really, like, expel all your energy right now. You can use, you can leave it on the dance floor. Uh, give it up right now for Joel Kim Booster. Come on! When you're somebody with penis, when you're a dude, like, you're growing up, you're supposed to jerk off. Like, like it's, like, shameful. You're supposed to be embarrassed about it, but you're also supposed to do it. And that moment never happens. Well, I think because it is all external, it does seem, it seems more straightforward because there is, like, shrouded in mystery and you're not t- told to go there. And I think because there's the same shame that surrounds it, but, like, because it's just out, it's like, well... You, it's sort of, it, like well, you have to knock around I mean, there. You guys are supposed to hold it to go to the bathroom. Yes. So you're already touching it every day to go exactly. to the bathroom. Nice meeting Yes, yes, yes. But I think like, it's also like women or, or people that don't have that penises. The parts that you need actually are external. It's wild. But do you think though? And I've heard this, and again, this might just be another straight lie. Uh, yeah. Do you think that your organisms are more connected to your brains in a way that ours aren't? I don't know because I've never had a male yeah. organism. Right. But I will say, like, I mean, some some things that I that I have heard, like even like sex uh, experts, like sex experts and sex vice analysts saying is like things like no, women are more 
or like they need a story like yeah, that yeah, old yeah. lie where it's like literally nobody I don't think anybody cares about that if there's like kissing in porn I'm like this is like that. why like like I skip it I get very angry and I, oh, and I feel like I feel like what I think is that so there's so much misinformation around it that it's like how could you even study it because who are you even talking to who would even be the subjects of that study it would be like women who've been brought up in our culture so like they would it would always be it's like we have to almost like raise kids in isolation <laughs> and like teach them totally different no. things about their body Honestly, you know what I mean it's like reverse it's like good homeschooling like, yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah and I think like for for men too there is like that added layer of like but you can have more than one and like the the only thing that happens to indicate that you're having an orgasm is intense pleasure. That makes no sense because shouldn't an orgasm end in a mess and um, the loss of like affection <laughs> and yours don't. And that seems um, wildly unfair. So um, we deprive. That's really um, funny. But I mean, you know, the, another thing that I love that you talk about is um, butt sex because I also think that is a really like we also live in a culture where we, we act like it's gross that gay men have butt sex but then we also act like nobody else does it and then there's also like like a lot of lesbians have butt sex like yeah. a lot of lesbians have butt sex and uh, doing it in a way that's like everybody knows how everything feels you know so it's like there's not like a I'm getting something from this that you're not getting which I think is what in like a heterosexual relationship it's like it's like portrayed as a compromise right. even though obviously some women also like it right. but it's like oh I'm making this sacrifice for you is this like pitch that's given to straight people about well, and, it and it's such a weird thing that they like assume that like me as a gay man I love to be penetrated for the sake of being penetrated and I like pain and it's like no we all have prostates there's a reason it doesn't just like I don't like that because it's what like whatever your ideas of yeah. being penetrated are. It's like physically feels good. Like there's a there's a an, a thing back there that specifically makes it feel good. Like it's not just because I'm gay. Like it's such a strange um, idea. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, exactly. Like it's there's like an actual biological reason it feels nice. Totally. And also like even if you don't have a prostate, you have like nerve endings back right, there that yes. also make it feel nice, which we also don't talk about. We don't talk about any of that it's like I'm saying it's like a well it's because it's emasculating it's actually yeah, it's like misogyny like, it's like where, where why does, would you be a woman when exactly. you could not be yeah where does the dick go you know what I mean like where do you put a dick it's like where, where our culture is like focused you know what I mean what do that you is, no 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 I get it because you're it. talking about like for the sake of penetration yes but it's actually like the enjoyment Never mind. Oh no, 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 God. it totally makes sense. I'm only holding the recorder. The, the, no, I love it. I love it. The point of view of our society it's, it's is centered around like where who's goes. being penetrated and who's doing the penetrating, yeah. and like we can't break out of like real queer sex is probably not penetrative, penetrative yeah, at all. Right. You know, like it's if we're the same queering sex, that, like people are always like, well, what do you, how do you have sex without a dick? Yeah, when they talk about lesbians, you know it's like I mean? a mystifying it's idea that like you could have sex without anyone being penetrated or by a by a, yeah, a, a right. phallus. I also like, yeah, exactly. I hope that there's somebody who's listening to this at work. <laughs> because this is usually like not like, like, like straight talk, gay talk, right. sex talk. Like, <laughs> like gay talk and straight talk. I what hope they're listening at work yeah. and they are fully hard and or dilated this or flooded. Like. Yeah. Or all of them. Oh, 
of all, Joel is amazing. Um, second of all, I just, if only there was somebody on this show who had any information about whether or not it was pretty easy to make <laughs> people with vaginas have orgasms. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be cool if, like, right after Joel, there was almost, like, like anybody that could kind of speak to that? Oh, we're not that kind of show. (laughs) I have so many things to say. No, I know. It's just the other show has to yeah, we're come up late. right now. But yeah, this person is exasperated. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I get it. Oh boy. Well, you'll have to come back next week. Yeah. Um, when I'll be doing uh, half an hour uh-huh. uh, in the middle of the show uh-huh. about how sometimes you don't actually have to touch. <laughs> But don't tell that to screenwriters or anybody who's making television. (laughs) They need to work hands in in order to then take them out. It doesn't matter. Um, Okay. (laughs) I have a lot of information. Um, Okay. Well, you guys are... Everybody's here is great. (laughs) And that's Rhea Butcher. Let's hear for Rhea. Thank you. Let's hear for everybody you saw on the show tonight. Everybody. Have a great rest of your evening. Come back next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.